0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eat, eat It, it Up. Up. Perfect. Okay. So, this is the podcast where we eat snacks from our neighborhoods and we talk about a little bite of history while we do it. So, to start off, um, Sam doesn't know what topic I'm covering today, and no, I don't know I quite yet. Um, yeah, I'm going mean, to keep you on for as long as I can.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Well, it's not a, a cliffhanger. cliffhanger, I'm just in suspense
0: true suspense but uh do we want to start off with uh snacks this week what are you eating sam
1: for sure so this week i'm actually not eating a snack that i bought from oh, he uh, stole a local it. store and no and i didn't steal it a kind friend of mine actually hannah uh who i work with made cookies and cake pops for oh. valentine's day for me because we're recording this on valentine's day
0: oh um, yeah forgot to she, say didn't,
1: she didn't make them so that i could eat them for the podcast but I just thought it'd be a nice kind of fun Valentine's Day thing to eat. So that's what I'm eating. What are you eating, Marge?
0: Okay. So because for context, in the next two episodes, so this week and next week, Sam and I are each going to cover a topic that celebrates Black History Month because we're in February. And so I thought, okay, I want to go to a Black-owned bakery this week. And right. I Googled them. I couldn't find any. And so I also, as Sam knows, I have a list of about 40 places to try. In Surrey. In, yeah, in like the- The lower the mainland. Land. <laughs> right. I looked up each and every single one of them, went through both their websites and their Instagram pages. Right. None of them are Black-owned, or at least weren't like explicitly so. There was no way for me to know. Right. And so I was like, okay, bakeries are kind of out of the question. So I was like, okay, I'll do take good of some sort. But right. on a lot of these recommended lists, it's more Black-owned restaurants. Right. And right now, I'm just not super comfortable sitting in a restaurant. Yes. She's and also, a COVID-safe so, girl. She's a COVID-safe girl. And also Respect. because they're farther away, delivery is delivery's not really an option. And sometimes takeout is awkward to like order something like an hour in advance if it's not on like skip the dishes or something.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So all that to say, I ended up going to this place. It's on Davies Street, so it's downtown it's called Beatbox, and it's a black owned sort of it's you can dine in but it's sort of easy for takeout and it's all vegan items oh cool which is so fun and it's vegan items of things that you as a vegan or vegetarian are craving but can Mm. never get so you know it's like at every restaurant you can now get like a tofu bowl with rice i'm not craving that i don't need that no but what they have it's like a crispy chicken sandwich but it's actually like vegan
1: Oh, but they have so chili cheese
0: fries and stuff. And so essentially um, what I'm snacking on today will be the crispy chicken sandwich. So it's like, it looks exactly like a chicken sandwich would. It has the bun, the lettuce, pickles. Right, and right. then like the the chicken patty essentially is like crispy on the outside. Yeah. The only thing that has thrown me off a touch so far is when you bite into it, it's not white like chicken. It's more of like a tan color.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So I think it's just because it's obviously not meat. That it's actually it's, not chicken. <laughs> it's not chicken. So that I bit into and I was like, "Oh, that's different." But um, yeah, so I went to Beatbox this week. That's where I'm cool. eating from.
1: And wait, do you know what the the chicken substitute is? Or.
0: Um, I don't. I actually didn't look it up, and I'm not sure if he if it's listed okay. on the website.
1: Okay. So maybe like chickpeas or like beans or something? I don't know.
0: It To me, it didn't taste like anything that I could easily distinguish, you know? Like right. sometimes you can pick out when there's black beans or chickpeas in, in right, something. Right. I couldn't figure it out, but I was okay with that. It wasn't off-putting to me that I couldn't figure right. it out.
1: we are was... just accepting it's vegan. It's not.
0: And I just... Sometimes you just want a KFC chicken sandwich, and you... Can't always eat that
1: <laughs> because it's not vegan. You know what? I actually saw on TikTok the other day, and again, I have not fact checked this, so don't hold me to it. But <laughs> I saw a TikTok of this woman who was eating ice cream that was oh. vegan, but it had real milk in it, or I guess cream, because and she said in this TikTok video, it's because the the company that was producing the milk for this this ice cream or the cream, yes. Um, had genetically engineered mushrooms to produce lactose oh. so it wasn't actually like it was vegan because it wasn't produced from animals like it was m- mushrooms that grew lactose
0: that's so, so and produced the milk
1: so <laughs> anyways i just wanted to see are on the vegan topic i would just yeah. like to raise that for all I'm the t- vegan listeners watching
0: like two years we're all gonna be drinking mushroom milk
1: Maybe. Maybe. But like mushroom milk that tastes like cow's milk or something.
0: You know what? That's, that's going to be a big step for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, I feel like I could get into it.
0: Yeah, I probably honestly, because sometimes you love milk substitutes and things, but other times in cereal, let's say you just want the taste of milk with your cereal.
1: So I mean, what's weirder, like drinking literal milk that came out of a cow's udder or like milk that came out of a mushroom. It's like,
0: They're both, yeah, six of one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) anyways, wanted to raise that for you.
0: That important issue. But yeah, as Sam mentioned earlier, it is Valentine's Day when we're recording. So happy Valentine's Day to you and your Valentine, Sam. And if there's any men who are 5'11 and above, I'm 6'2 for reference, and are single and look like the main character in Bridgerton, hit me up.
1: (laughs) Maria is interested.
0: I'm fully interested. She actually
1: described herself as, quote, pining this week. Pining, so. pining.
0: And yeah, um, so. I made that mistake of binging the entire season of Bridgerton in about two nights. So that has done me poorly.
1: That has not helped. Not helped whatsoever. No.
0: So anyways. Well. <laughs> moving on.
1: Check in on your friends.
0: <laughs> your single friends need you at check this moment Check in on your single right friends now. on
1: Valentine's Day. <laughs>
0: Okay, everyone. Um, So as I said before, we're celebrating Black History Month. We're each covering a historical historical topic that puts the spotlight on Black people and their achievements. And I actually think we're both doing ones focused on Black women. I am. And I think that you are next week, Sam, right? I
1: feel like I told you my topic.
0: You did? I just didn't want to assume if you had changed it. I might
1: switch (laughs) it up. You never know.
0: Never know. Okay, so my topic for today Mm -hmm. is on Viola Desmond, sometimes dubbed Canada's Rosa Parks. Cool. Yeah. Do you know her, Sam?
1: Um, I do know, like, she was like a, um, I don't know if like civil rights activist is the right terminology. Yeah. But, like, that's, yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah, right. hey, yeah.
0: Okay. So she's a black female entrepreneur who challenged segregation in Nova Scotia in the 1940s. Right. And you're going to recognize her face from the Canadian $10 bill.
1: Yes. I was going to say, yeah. like, I know that she was up for this.
0: And she's been on the $10 bill since 2018. Right. Um, for context, before I start talking about her, Some articles were addressing her just by her last name, as in, like, Desmond. Right. And some articles called her Viola, as in being more familiar. Right. I didn't really know which one to do, because Viola just sounds more comfortable, but I didn't want to be disrespectful. So sometimes I say Desmond, and I'll try to include that throughout, but sometimes I may just say Viola. So Okay, so let's set the stage for the Canada that Viola Desmond lived in. Okay. So there's a lot of myths about Canada that Canadians like to hold on to and part of that myth is that canada is the site of the underground railroad like people believe that canada's role in slavery was the place of freedom Mm -hmm. and that there wasn't any racism in canada then and that legacy has continued to present day right i think this past year has shown us that it's very evidently wrong and years but it's every year since we've been created has shown us that we're wrong but especially 2020 was like made us take a good hard look even just looking at the first race riots in north america Those happened in Canada in Shelburne in 1784. And although they're called race riots as if it's like two sides against each other, in reality, it was white loyalists burning down the homes and businesses of black people. So anyways, there is this longstanding history of racism within Canada, even just amongst black communities, not looking into other people of color. Right. And so although Canada likes to see itself as being more racially accepting than the U.S., Right. During the first half of the 20th century, we were still practicing segregation just like the Americans were. Right. And so the difference is like, while in Canada, there were no official laws enforcing the separation of black and white Canadians. Right. Communities and businesses such as shops, theaters, and restaurants, they had their own unofficial rules that you were expected to follow. Right. And in Nova Scotia in particular, and I didn't know this, some people liken the province as being the, Nis- the Mississippi of Canada or the deep south of Canada, right. with the understanding of the that the level of racism in that province is particularly intense there. Right. And I didn't know that. I just thought, I guess, I guess because I've always grown up on the West Coast that I don't really know the dynamics of the most Eastern provinces. Right. But did you know that?
1: I didn't necessarily. Like, I know that, like, Nova Scotia has, like, a long history of, like, Black yeah. communities settled there. During the American Revolutionary War, like... Black people who were some free, some enslaved, who fought on the side of the British, mm-hmm. um, who were hoping to, like, also gain their freedom through siding uh, with the British. Okay. Um, like, once the, the American Revolutionary War was over um, and the British forces retreated, uh, retreated, like, a lot of the, like, between 17 and, 1783 and 1785, more than 3,000 free Black people or formerly enslaved. Uh, black people settled in Nova Scotia. So that I think is the history, like yes. why there is that like early settlement of right of black communities in Nova Scotia. Like is useful history to like think about why does Nova Scotia have like this particular history of really violent anti-black racism, mm-hmm. like maybe partially because they have like larger black like they have black communities against which to be racist, if that yeah. makes sense. Like I like my my reading of it is not that like the people of ontario at that time would have been less racist oh no no yeah. but that there were just just would have been far fewer black people to be racist against so there would be less like documented instances of it yes. whereas in nova scotia you actually have community like l- larger yes. communities perhaps yeah um it's my understanding
0: no i think that makes sense and i
1: think about too what was that documentary with elliot page something in the water maybe he looks oh, at like yeah. environmental racism in, in nova scotia and how like um, pulp mills like landfills in nova scotia are all placed around predominantly either historically black cities and communities or right. around indigenous communities and nations and how that's produced like huge um like physical health challenges for a lot of these people a lot of right. them get cancer get really sick and so she was just looking at the, like historical dynamics sorry okay so sorry so back. To okay
0: so that's that's the background of what's Of kind of Canada at the moment right in the early 1900s so who was Viola Desmond so Desmond was born in 1914 in Halifax Nova Scotia and her parents were both active in the black community despite being an interracial couple which was pretty unusual for the time so her mom was white and her dad was black and as a young woman she hoped to one day open a beauty salon but she faced an immediate setback as Nova Scotia beauty schools at the time did not accept black students. Right. And so instead of completely redirecting her dream, Viola moved and trained as a hairdresser and beautician in Montreal and then the U.S. And so then eventually she came back to Nova Scotia to open and operate a beauty school as well as her own salon. And this happened in 1937. So she was a little over 20 years old. And I think this is so cool. But Desmond even created a line of cosmetics for people with darker complexions. Right. Because she saw how the beauty market was completely ignoring the needs of an entire group of people, something right. that anyone who's into makeup now, will it's still a major it's issue. It's familiar with, yeah. yeah. There was an absence of hair and skin products for black women, and so she saw an opportunity to enhance and add to the industry. And so I thought that was really cool in 1937, like creating her own makeup and beauty line.
1: Right. And she's sorry, as- is this in Halifax too? Yeah, this, this is point. in Halifax. Yeah, this is in Halifax.
0: Okay. And she would even deliver it to other salons and right. places. Right. So it was across Nova Scotia, I think that she was making an impact. So yeah, she did serve as both an entrepreneur and role model in her community. And she was said to inspire both her clients and students, especially at a time when few women owned and operated their own independent businesses. Right. Right. So she was really ahead of her time in that sense. The big reason why we kind of know about Viola Desmond now though, is because of an incident in November 1946. So Desmond was driving to deliver her beauty products to other beauty studios when her car broke down in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. Okay. While she waited for her car to be repaired, she decided to go and see a movie at the Roseland Theater. She was unaware that that the theater was segregated, so black people were restricted to the upper balcony. And so when Desmond walked into the theater, usher told her she was restricted to the upper balcony, she would have to go sit upstairs. She couldn't sit on the main floor seats. Right. And so Desmond was like, oh, I just have to upgrade my ticket. So she went back to the ticket booth, asked to upgrade her ticket so that she could sit on the main floor because it cost a little more right but the cashier reinforced that due to her skin color desmond only could access the upper balcony she didn't have the option of paying more right and so knowing that she was being discriminated against viola desmond went back into the theater and purposefully sat in a main floor seat and when she refused to move to the balcony she was arrested and dragged out of the theater because existing laws were used to sanction her for breaking those unwritten rules of segregation and she ended up spending the night in jail Right. So even though segregation wasn't like written down in law, there right. were little workarounds that they could use to essentially enforce it.
1: Right. Like something like trespassing or. Yes. Right. Okay. Like disorderly conduct or whatever.
0: Yes, exactly. And. Right. Okay. Kind of their whole issue, what they were saying right. was even though Viola Desmond had gone up and tried to upgrade her ticket, mm-hmm. they were saying, and they didn't allow her to, they were like, Oh well, you're you paid for the cheaper ticket, and now you're sitting in the main floor seat. Her, her case was presented as one of tax evasion. So they're like, you're you're taking money away from the government, essentially.
1: I okay, mean, that's literally. And guess
0: place. what? The okay. difference between an upper balcony seat and a main floor seat yeah. one cent.
1: Yeah. Okay. This so. was all
0: over one cent.
1: Right. 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 <laughs> Okay, so, but it, it wasn't about the sun, I guess. But obviously. It obviously, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so for many Black Canadians, the story would have unfortunately ended there, them going to jail and having to pay a fine. Right. But Desmond refused to accept the charges against her. So through her refusal to change seats and by fighting her conviction in court, Viola Desmond directly challenged segregation in Canada. Right. But it's important to note she wasn't the first Black woman in Canada to push back against racism. Right, right. And of course, like people, I'm sure since... Black people have lived on Canadian grounds. It's like, that's been happening. She's not the first by any means. Right. But even in Nova Scotia, just years before, you had Carrie M. Best, who was the founder and editor of the Clarion, which was the first Black-owned newspaper in the province. Um, So Carrie had also challenged the injustices of segregation because in 1941, Best and her son were also removed from that same movie theater for sitting in the whites-only section. Right. But Bess challenged and the theater's policy of segregation, obviously, because Viola Desmond faced it five years later.
1: Right, right, right.
0: But Carrie and Bess is kind of a cool figure because she really plays this supporting role in the whole story because of her newspaper. I think she was publishing a lot and getting the story out to people. Right. So that it wasn't completely... It, Viola Desmond wasn't completely alone in her fight. Right. So back to 1946. Um, so Desmond recognized not only that these unwritten segregation policies were an injustice but she also knew that she had the power to speak out against it and after speaking to family and friends and learning she had their support desmond decided to appeal her conviction right and the nova scotia association for the advancement of colored people raised money to help her fight her conviction right during the subsequent trial as i said before the case was presented as one of tax evasion okay so a provincial act regulating movie theaters. Required the payment of what was called an amusement tax based on the price of a theater ticket. And so, I guess, like if you were sitting on the main floor, the tax for that was one cent higher than the upper balcony. Right. At no point in the proceedings was the issue of race mentioned. So, obviously, the real issue of racism was overshadowed by technicalities. Right. And since Viola had bought a cheaper balcony ticket but had insisted upon sitting in the more expensive seats on the main floor, she was; she had committed a crime. Right. The case was eventually brought before the Supreme Court of Nova Scotia in 1947, and the judge ruled against Desmond on the grounds that the decision of the original magistrate should have been appealed to the county court, not to him. Right. Right. And so since the 10-day deadline for filing an appeal to the original conviction had passed, the conviction was permanent. It stood. Right. So at the time, there was also the issue of that, like, The legal nature of racial discrimination was unsettled in Canada. As you know, like our legal system works on precedence. Right. And so if a judge makes a ruling, it kind of has to be followed by judges that follow. Right. But judgments on racism really varied from case to case because there were two competing principles that prevailed, which were freedom of commerce. Right. And then an individual's right to freedom from discrimination. And neither principle took precedence over the other at this point at this point yeah right and so there were also no like no province yet had ruled on the illegality of racial discrimination in hotels theaters or restaurants right essentially meaning that judges didn't have any previous court rulings that they had to like align their judgments with right and so it really for the most part could be up to the judge on how they saw it fit to rule right so even though Desmond ultimately lost her appeal Her stand against injustice motivated Nova Scotia's black community and helped inspire Canada's civil rights movements. One small bright note in the story is that Viola Desmond's lawyer, Frederick William William Bissett, he chose not to bill her the funds raised by the Nova Scotia Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And so instead, the money was used to continue her fight against segregation in the province.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: And yeah, that's, Very before cool. we jump into significance, that's the little blip on Viola oh, Desmond.
1: No, I love that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I'm glad that you, no, I'm glad you looked into that. Cause obviously like I'm familiar with her name and like yeah. that, like I've heard that moniker that she's like the quote unquote Rosa Parks of yes. Canada, but like didn't really understand. And I, I'd heard about like the theater, like her, I guess, resisting theater segregation, but I didn't really get like the, the context no. around it. So yeah, I appreciate you choosing it.
0: So, talking about significance...
1: Yes, please.
0: So, unfortunately, the personal cost of fighting racial injustice was very high for Viola Desmond. Right. Her marriage ended, and she abandoned her business in Nova Scotia, moving back to Montreal, and eventually passing away in 1965 in New York City, when she was only 50 years old. Right. From her arrest in 1946, it took over 60 years for Desmond's fight against discrimination to be officially recognized by the canadian government wow. and it wasn't until 2010 that the lieutenant governor of nova scotia posthumously pardoned viola desmond removing her conviction from historical record wow um as a note this is also kind of cool mayan francis who was the lieutenant governor in 2010 she's also a black woman and right. it's thought that because of mayan francis that's the reason that viola desmond was pardoned in other words it took like a black woman in power for it to be done and may right. not have otherwise happened if someone else were in that role. Right. So although Viola was unable to remove her criminal conviction in her lifetime, her case was part of wider efforts towards racial equality across the country. Right. So Viola Desmond's choice to resist the status quo, in addition to the level of community support she received, revealed a mobilization for change amongst black Nova Scotians. And in 1954, the laws that allowed segregation were repealed by the nova scotian government right so, that's so like less. laws that
1: implicitly allowed yes yeah, yeah right. the stuff okay. that
0: they could work around right and that's only that's only eight years after she was convicted and so it's right. obviously not she wasn't the only woman who did this you have carrie best and many right before her and it's a whole yeah. it's a very much a community supporting each other yeah. but viola desmond i think was an important step towards right. getting those laws out of there
1: right very cool
0: yeah. And so, thankfully, Desmond's story, which has until very recently, remained largely unknown amongst Canadians, it's finally becoming familiar to us. Right. And this increased public attention is mostly because of the work of Viola's sister, named Wanda Robson. Right. Who wanted to tell her sister's story and correct her wrongful conviction. But as I said earlier, in 2018, Viola Desmond's picture, it was placed on the Canadian $10 bill. Right. Making her the first non-royal woman to be featured alone on a regularly circulating Canadian bill. And it, they said $10 bill, but I think it must be bill of any sort because there's no other right. non-royal woman on any of our bills.
1: Yeah, that'd be really specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like... I was like, oh, okay. Bill, so you're like, okay.
0: And as Desmond's sister, Wanda Robson, said, the queen is in good company. So... Oh,
1: that's actually really sweet.
0: Yeah, I was like, that's cute. And also Viola Desmond is the first black person to be depicted on Canadian currency, regardless of gender.
1: Right. Wow.
0: And so for many Canadians it is viewed as a celebration of black women and also Mm. African Nova Scotian history. Right. And not only that, but Desmond has appeared on a Canadian postage postage stamp. She's had her own heritage minute. Have you ever watched those?
1: No, Kate. Everyone is talking (laughs) about heritage minutes in the last year. I don't think I've ever seen a heritage minute. People are talking about Laura Secord and this and that. I've never seen a heritage minute. I know who Laura Secord is, but
0: I think you would have had to have watched like the Canadian TV channels, like CBS or something during like a kid's running, like during like a kid's show and the ads in between. I think that's when they play Heritage Minutes because it's very much for children to understand. Right. So I don't, I think I've only seen like Heritage Minutes in class in relation to something. Okay. But apparently I think it is a big honor to have one done about you, but. Right. Okay, cool. (laughs) And also Halifax named a ferry boat after her. So you could ride, you could ride her ferry boat.
1: (laughs) Cool. Okay. Yeah. Random, but.
0: I think it would be ignorant of me to sit here and be like, this is all the great things she's done and like what she's achieved without mentioning what's happening in Nova Scotia right now. Okay, cool. So systemic racism is still alive and pervasive across the country and Nova Scotia is no exception. And I just want to point out, I got my info here from an episode by CBC's podcast Frontburner about Viola Desmond and particularly from Elle Jones, who is Halifax's former poet laureate. So she was providing a lot of this info. So there needs to be consideration given to the legacy of segregation in Nova Scotia today. In 2019, black people in Halifax were subjected to street checks six times as often as white people. Unemployment amongst young black people is, dis- is disproportionately high in Nova Scotia. And as of 2018, although African Nova Scotian students made up 8% of students in the public school system, they comprised 24% of those suspended. Right. And then likewise in 2018, in the youth justice system, 2% of the population in Nova Scotia is African Nova Scotian but 16% of the youth jail system is African Nova Scotian. So they make up a disproportionate number of those incarcerated. Right. Right. And there is this idea of a school to prison pipeline. Essentially, it's not just relevant to only black students, but it's this idea that if you look at the suspension rates of kids, when they are kicked out of school, they become a lot more vulnerable to end up in the criminal justice system. Right. And so when you have these black students disproportionately suspended then it, they are more likely to end up incarcerated. Right. So evidently, even just among African Nova Scotians, there is an issue where they aren't being treated equally or even as human beings. Right. And even there was a report done by the UN that was looking into anti-Black racism across Canada. Right. And this report honed in on Nova Scotia, calling the socioeconomic conditions of Black communities in the province deplorable. Right. Right even the UN was looking at this and honed in on Nova Scotia saying like, this is incorrect. This is not good. Right.
1: Right. And even like we were talking about earlier, like the Elliot page documentary that looks at like yeah. Shelburne, I think is, is one of the communities of that and looks at how like the placement of like landfills with like toxic waste, like leaches into water. And, and I can't remember if it was Shelburne or another town, but it was almost every second person in the town had cancer and it was directly linked to the landfill location and where yeah. the where the landfill had been chosen to be placed like away yes. from um like a neighboring white town or white community yes. yeah. and like near where predominantly black people lived in the town yes. so it's like the prioritized yeah so that's like yeah. that's a really um i feel like useful documentary if people are interested in like learning of contemporary environmental racism in nova scotia that affects yeah. black communities and indigenous communities too
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, like too, that you were saying how we didn't have any like f- official segregation laws mm-hmm. on the books mm-hmm. at, the, at the time of Viola Desmond, but like how those same kind of there's still those like workarounds or those the implicit social codes that allow the racism to operate under a guise that is non-racist, like the disproportionate targeting of of black and other racialized students in high schools for being suspended. And then, like you mentioned, there's a school-to-prison pipeline. Is there anything explicitly on the books that says we're going to target a certain group of like, racialized people? Like, obviously not. And Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what defendants say of it. Like, no, we're not racist at all. We don't see color, whatever. But it's like, clearly, if you have a disproportionate number of Black students being targeted Mm -hmm. in schools or in the criminal justice system, clearly, it's a function of power relations or social yes. bias against those people. Anyways, so, I just like thinking yeah. about like, it's just interesting to think about like that kind of continuity and how Canada can say like, we don't have the same mm-hmm. racist history that the US does. We don't have like Jim Crow laws. Yes. But we do have this continuity of like from Desmond or from Viola Desmond's time to like now, where yes. we don't have any racism, but it clearly is operating in yes. the disparate outcomes of how black people are treated. Exactly. Um, yeah, and incarcerated and et cetera in Nova Scotia and elsewhere. So,
0: That was very well put, Sam. Thank you. But like, I don't want to, I don't want to get bogged down into like in- listing everything. It just is important to know that it's still happening.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: what I want to get across is that Viola Desmond's work, it was incredibly important. And her image on the $10 bill finally acknowledges the important work she did and the current issues across both Nova Scotia and Canada as a whole, they cannot overshadow her bravery, her strength. That is still important. However, what she was fighting against is still happening, albeit in ways, as you were saying, they're much harder to hold people accountable. Right. Because there's no written version of it. Right. To end it on a more hopeful note, though, Mm -hmm. amongst Black Nova Scotians, there is and has always been a strong history of activism, resistance, and community. And so we can recognize and see, recognize that and see how it is through the work of these black communities and people like Viola Desmond and Carrie Best and their perseverance that really moves the province forward and helps move the country forward. Right. And so that's kind of what I want the takeaway about Viola Desmond to be is that black women, they've always been at the forefront of liberation work in Canada of pushing society forward and have relentlessly spoken out and sacrificed and what we need to do is to continue uncovering these histories of not only black women, but black communities and looking at the work and more importantly, doing the work that still needs to be done to fight systemic racism.
1: Right. I think it's really interesting too, how you noted that like Carrie Best helped like publicize Desmond's yeah. story. Like that's a really interesting like facet of it. And it's interesting too, to think about like, like you mentioned, clearly Desmond was like, I guess like the, 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 leader or maybe the leader or, like, the figurehead for, yes. like, this activism. But because she was also supported by, like, a community of people and yes. activists and, um, like, and as, family members. And as she and said, friends. like,
0: she would have never gone forward with her to appeal her conviction if not for receiving support from family and friends. Right. right. And so it very much was a community led fight against segregation
1: right and that's interesting too to think about I feel like we tend to think of history in terms of like one person or like yes. these things as one person but it's also i like how you mentioned that it was like a movement and a community of mm-hmm. people that were supporting her so
0: so yeah and yeah. that is the lady on our ten dollar bill everyone <laughs>
1: cool Viola desmond
0: Viola desmond
1: um okay so how is your food
0: okay it is super delicious
1: okay even My- though it's vegan
0: Even though it's vegan, my only slight catch is like I think of a chicken sandwich. Yeah, um, I think of both. You know, it's like the bun with the lettuce and both like the pickles and the mayo is kind of what I want on there. You know, like tang and also a bit like a creamy flavor. This one is a lot more tang. Okay. Less of like the the mayo flavor that I kind of like with a chicken sandwich. That sounds so (laughs) gross. And I realize it's really funny. But essentially, if you think of a KFC sandwich, you can always see, like, that line of very thin mayo.
1: I'm just now thinking about literally how white people are sometimes called mayo monkeys. And I'm like, (laughs) you literally are, like, a mayo monkey on, like, multiple levels. I
0: honestly, I have to say, I hate mayo most of the time. I want just a scraping of it. But I just found, I think whatever is in this um, faux chicken patty, it has a little bit of, like, that sour briny taste to it. Okay. That when you pair it with pickles... It kind of becomes a lot of that flavor right? that I would like a little bit of something else to like counterbalance it. You
1: wanted mayo.
0: I wanted mayo.
1: You're so funny. (laughs) Don't
0: come at me, but yeah. And um, the (laughs) onion rings were delicious, super crunchy, and the chili cheese fries were good. The chili cheese fries to me were almost like nacho fries because it had like jalapenos on it and Mm. it had some things that made me think it wasn't just like a chili cheese fry, but like a more elevated version.
1: Okay very interesting i now really want all of the things you just described
0: yeah honestly it's such a cute little place it really um is a pain in the butt to get to if you don't live anywhere near downtown okay and i almost ran through a red light which was so embarrassing you're so
1: bad that you almost did that
0: and then i was walking by this guy who was on the street and he was like look at the way some people drive and i was like oh i know and i was like if you saw me two seconds ago sir you would be calling out me, but that's okay.
1: Literally, every time anyone talks shit about bad drivers, I just, I'm like, I need, like, I need you to know that you're talking about me right now. I need you
0: to know that you're attacking me. It's like
1: when people are, like, talking shit about, like, a good friend of yours and you have to be like, oh, I'm really sorry, but, like, I'm actually good friends with them. It's like that, but I do that when people are shit talking oh, no. bad drivers. It's like no, like you're actually talking about me, which is okay, but you just need to know because I am. <laughs>
0: Before a you dig in really hard, I have yeah, a like, fragile ego.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always do that where I'm like not with driving, but other things. I'll be like, I can't stand people who do this really specific yes, thing. It's yes. absurd. and It's like. I- I almost always am like accidentally talking I'm about I'm in that the person.
0: presence, yeah, of someone who yeah, does yeah. that. So, oh gosh. Okay, no, well, so my, your treats. How well, are you? Well my they?
1: treats are delicious. Hannah, Way Hannah to go, Hughes, Hannah. You are a goddess. From if about... you wanna
0: send any out to BC, feel free. Hannah
1: for context literally <laughs> has sent me donuts. She sent me oh. cake pops this time that are delicious. I'm not a k i am not I, like literally didn't really know what a cake pop was before. I love cake pop. They're so good. Starbucks. It sounded is like I said shaking. I love
0: K pop. I love both.
1: Might be true too. <laughs> You're like a BTS fan, but um, no. She sent me like two weeks ago. She sent me donuts. She sent me like dumplings. Like she just oh. makes like she's just an angel. So it's I like wanted...
0: baking her thing. It's their comfort level or okay.
1: Well, literally, I'm not gonna. She doesn't. I don't even think she knows this podcast is. Well, actually, she does, but I don't <laughs> think she listens to it. So okay, I can say okay. this freely. She once told me I think that she doesn't like. She's not a good cook or something. Oh. And yet every week she sends me like amazing handmade food. Oh. um, Or baked goods. So something's not adding up, Hannah. Hannah, if you
0: ever listen to this, I need you to have more confidence in yourself and your ability.
1: In her ability to cook. And so I guess like for people listening that live in Ottawa that want um, (laughs) desserts from her, like, sorry. I mean, she honestly, she might, if you pay her, she might. She might do it. She might do it. I, I honestly don't know. I've never asked her, but I just wanted to give a shout out to her. It's Valentine's yes. Day. Um, it's so lovely. And
0: yeah, great food. So love that girl. And I'm so, going to give delicious. my shout out this week to Reggae Jean Page. If he ever listens to this, he is the guy from Bridgerton. Once again, oh, we're he's, the back. he's the main character. He's the main character. Oh, he's and the he one you've been uh, pining after.
1: Been, we've been pining after. He's the one that made Maria sm- Spiral this week. So. He really
0: did. I, I downloaded several Spotify albums warm fuzzy feelings um i downloaded i think like six albums to try to help me get through this week and they're all they're not like love letter golden hour heartbeats, the most beautiful songs in the world you and me are all the the it's
1: literally like la vie en rose or something
0: not even i wish i love that song but no it's um cherry by harry styles has become one of my new favorite songs okay yeah also if you if you're harry styles shout out to you yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely Harry Styles and the main character of Richardson are listening to this. so I,
0: I would think so. And I think both of them would yeah. be equally wanting to date me. So it's No, fine. definitely. Okay, um. so Sam, did you want to tell us who you're doing next week or do you want it to be a surprise?
1: I think I want it to be a surprise. That's fair. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, like, I, I think
1: people can wait a week.
0: They can manage it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really think they're going to be okay to not know what the topic is. Um <laughs> But if if you feel otherwise, feel free to DM the the Instagram at Eat It Up Pod and let us know, and I can reveal it. But I don't think anyone's really that desperate.
0: Really going crazy?
1: No. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I, well, I'm because I know what it is. I'm looking forward to learning.
1: Yes, you have the insider knowledge.
0: Insider scoop. I love it. Okay, everyone. So I think that's it for today. Again, as with every week, we're going to plug ourselves a little bit. Um, If you're able to rate us on Apple Podcasts, that helps majorly. If you're able to follow or like on SoundCloud, that would be awesome. I honestly don't know what Spotify does. I have no clue what form they have. Mm. I can only see the listeners that we have. Right. I don't think there's any way to rate things on Spotify. So if you listen on Spotify, just ignore all of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, thanks so much for listening, folks. As always, if there's any topics you want covered, please let us know.
0: Looking forward to next week with Sam's Mysterious Topic. Mm-hmm. And talk to you later. Bye. Bye.